Oh, there's never anything on this time of night. Oh, you didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's that D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Hey, this is Badass Billy Gunn. My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. <laughs> Hey, it's Rotor Animal. <laughs> oh, what a rush. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, stay tuned or you will feel bang. I am the genius of a Galarian renowned Lanny Poppins. Well, what's up, all you stars and stars? This is Maria. This is Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, on SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be ya. world is listening welcome to why your hosts the great big mouth of the sns network now at the sun city savior randy mcwilliams and now now Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Why. Apologies over the last couple of weeks. I have been working my ass off. Skype has been playing up, and the world is just necessarily a bitch. Anyway, I am, of course, your host, Nem. Uh, joining me today is the social misfit and the special guest, again... I should say, again, considering I should make him the fucking host, considering he's the only person who actually turns up to the phone call, apart from the wonderful producer Brassi we have. Okay, the Pommy Bastard Ashley, how has your week been? Oh, it's been relatively good. been going down to London, playing some PlayStation Vita, and I would say getting drunk, but it was so sweaty in there, I felt like I was walking on George the Animal Steel's back. It was that sweaty. Oh, wow, that's really, that's really sweaty. Ugh. The glass front was sweated up, and people were doing the PlayStation symbols. You know, the triangle, the circle, and the X and the square all over the front of it. Because they were oh, bored. Far out. It, it, anyway. The thing even had bouncers on it. It felt like a proper nightclub. 
I actually have the first bit of news from Monday Night Raw. Wade Barrett is out of action for up to two months. If anyone didn't see it, during the main event for the number one contenders match, um, Dolph Ziggler was thrown by the big show out of the ring. He landed on Barrett, and Barrett badly dislocated his elbow. I actually wish Barrett a speedy recovery. I was kind of looking forward to him at Mania. At least it means that Nem doesn't have to do Wade Barrett impressions anymore. Oh, wait, what? No, no, it's not Wade. It's not Wade Barrett. It's Woy Barrett. Woy Barrett. Barrett Barrett. Yep. He had the MRI on Tuesday, I should say, for uh, just to see the extent of the injury. But he is expected to miss at least six weeks. So on behalf of everyone here on the SNS Radio Network, I wish uh, Wade Barrett a speedy recovery. Yeah. It's a shame he's going to be a missing mania, but... Nothing much else we can do about it, but yeah, he's injured, so... Yeah. That's nonetheless. Who's going to replace him? Um, There's nobody else. Mark Henry. That's That's the only guy that seems a credible title contender that's left that isn't involved in any kind of action. Yeah. Next bit of news, uh, JBL has said that he would be, or is going to be, honoured and thrilled to induct um, Ron Simmons, a.k.a. Farouk, into the WWE Hall of Fame. A.k.a. Damn! A.k.a. Damn! I, for one, is going to absolutely adore seeing JBL back in, because I just want to see what hell hell and... Like just we'll just watch shit he's gonna raise, and also you always normally get some kind of segment at WrestleMania where one or some of the inductees suddenly you know get involved in some stuff. Like if you remember at WrestleMania twenty when uh, Mean Gene and Bobby the Brain were having a smooching session with um, May Young and Fabius Moolah. They're going to do something yeah. like that. And it's probably just going to... If it's going to be both JBL and Ron Simmons, just have, like, the APA. Just even do a run-in on one of the matches that nobody gives a crap about. And just have the APA run in and clear house and huge pop from the crowd. How do. Yeah, mate. That'll be cool. Anyway, on the next bit of news real quick. CM Punk has a reportedly called a fan following SmackDown. The fan's name is Daniel Irizari. This is what Daniel said. I posted uh, like a load of comments on his uh, Twitter page and on his Facebook. I ended up sending my number via comment and an unknown number called me and I picked up the phone and I'm like, hey, is this Daniel? He's like, yeah, who's this? He says, oh, this is Punk. I've seen your comments, bro, and I appreciate the love, but you're spamming the comments, but I've, and, I've, and I've had you a straight edge from you from your comment. Look, just keep it real. This shit's going to blow over, and trust me, Chris is going to remember this wrestler for a long time. But i got to go keep it safe, and God bless you. Now, he didn't specify whether it was Chris Jericho or Chris Brown, but either way, I know I'm in a lot of fucking trouble because my, my first name's Chris. So this is going to be fucking awesome for me. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's only a report. I'm not really believing that note so much, 
yeah, I just want to go on the record that um, Whitney Houston called me at once to tell me that Michael Jackson wanted to give me a billion dollars. That he all all he needed was my social social security number. Moved to moved to uh, moved to Nigeria to collect my prize. Um, hmm. Weird thing is they hung up as soon as they gave it, so I still haven't seen the money. Not Burkina Faso. No, not Burkina Faso. Oh, I miss that. Oh well. I just find I, I I just wanted to call that guy out like Daniel Irizarry because I think this guy's a fucking liar. Anyway, move on to the perfect bit of news right now because this is the last bit of news that we've got for this week, and this is awesome because it's been the talk for the last twenty four hours. Chris Brown versus CM Punk Twitter War, which is basically the same yeah. way as Chris Brown versus CM Punk with a knife fight from twenty yards away. This is kind of linked to that last story. Possibly. Yes. Possibly. Because of the Chris mention. Now, this is basically how it started. I'm going to say how it started. CM Punk took a shot at Chris Brown saying, I would like Chris Brown to fight someone that can defend themselves. Me curb stomping that turd would be a WrestleMania moment. Brown tweeted back, Punk needs more followers. He's such a leader. Not to mention the roids he's on make it utterly impossible for him to pleasure a woman. Meanwhile, that's since been, that, that Twitter has since been deleted. Uh, this one has got it. Positively, regardless of how you feel, Punk, contact my assistant and I'll have them send you an autograph, from, uh, an autograph picture for my biggest fan. Then Chris Brown decides to send on his Twitter account after CM Punk challenges Chris Brown via TwitVid. He said, I miss the real wrestlers. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Brett the Hitman Hart, he spells Brett and Hart wrong, by the way. Coco Beware, which he also spells wrong. Rowdy Roddy Piper. And then he puts hashtag not no punks. The final nail in the coffin was when um, he said, Chris <laughs> Brown says, all right, I've got not no punks trending number one. I'm done. We got them no, not no punks t-shirts on deck. Ask these guys for sizes. LOL. Apparently, Punk tried to get Chris Brown sucks trending, which did for about two minutes. Not No Punk's trended for about 30 minutes. Um, I just want to comment on this just from saying CM Punk is still trending. Not No Punk's trending yeah, for half is, an hour. CM this, Punk's yeah. been trending for ages. The, the, CM Punk has been trending since this happened, which was about 12 hours before Raw. And this yeah. is... This is about five hours after SmackDown has finished. Yeah, he's still and trending. And it's still trending. Yeah. Is Chris now, Brown is... trending now? No, no, I, no I, 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 okay. Can we just stop saying Chris Brown and start calling him Bobby Brown 2.0? <laughs> Bobby Brown 2.0. Oh, God. Oh, like, dear. Just... just just saying, okay. I, 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 I'm just, I'm just saying, okay. It's like you know how Chris Brown has flipped this over, and he's made himself the victim of this from CM Punk lashing out at him over uh, over Twitter. And after he deletes the comment about roids and women, you know, and, and just 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 for saying, why the fuck does he even care about Phil Brooks's junk? He goes on to saying that he's done talking about punk. 50 tweets later, he's still talking about punk. Like, I don't want to say all he is, all that we know of him is his music and beating up Brianna. 
but name something else Chris Brown has done that's made him famous. Just for a minute then, I thought you were going to go all ace of base on it and go, all that he wants is another baby. To beat up, yeah. Um, oh, shit! Whoa! Here's, here's the thing, though. This is actually something from someone that posted on this, and I'm going to make a JPEG out of this. I'm going to make this a comic strip, a, a comic strip picture, right? It's apparently that Punk uh, isn't starting what he's finished, is pretty much what Brown's saying. Punk can't back up his talk. Punk wouldn't have challenged Brown to a match if Punk didn't think that he couldn't kick Chris Brown's ass. Punk doesn't need Chris Brown's 15 minutes of wife beating, I mean 15 minutes of fame, and it's just making Brown so egotistical. It's like, you did something bad, you got booed and hissed. Just saying, Brown, the only time you showed remorse and shame is when you're in the fucking courtroom. You can't hide behind your past, and you barely got a fucking punishment because you're a fucking celebrity. Like, no harm, no foul. Just saying, karma's a bitch. She's six foot four, 250 pounds, and wants to kick your fucking ass. That's the WrestleMania moment I want to see. Chris Brown with Shaq versus Karma with Rihanna. Shaq turns on Chris Brown halfway through the match. Come on. Tell me you want to see that. Karma versus Chris Brown. What about Alicia Fox? I said Karma. I actually said I someone who can Alicia wrestle. Alicia Fox would be in there somehow. Actually, Alicia Fox and Rihanna kind of look alike. They do look alike, you have to admit no, I was going to say they. I, I was going to. No, no, I'm not going to say it. I'll say it. I'll say. In fact, they both, have, they both have red hair, bruise easily, and a dumb wits. Rihanna still had the thing of to forgive Chris Brown and said, "I still love him." In a like, she said she still loves him. Alicia Fox can't say undisputed divas champion. She has to say undefined. Yeah, but the question is, does Rihanna's sister dance with oh, Okay, Lucas? Alicia Fox can't sell a clothesline. Your move. <laughs> yeah, but does 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 a, does uh, Rihanna's sister dance with a Funkasaurus? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Dancing something. <laughs> oh, for Rihanna... No, no, I don't worry about it. Anyway, this is just something as well, is that Chris Brown has claimed he's claimed victory because his hashtag not no punks got to the number one on trending bit. Okay, just saying. How many number one Twitter rankings has he had now? Thirty. Fair few. Yeah. Since since Money in the Bank, he's done so much stuff. In fact, since the promo for Money in the Bank last year, he's had like thirty different number one trends. Especially just his name. Punk does not need for Chris Brown to say, I'm victorious, to get Punk pissed off. All CM Punk has to do is go, being a wrestling athlete and a liker of music, I know a lot, fuckface. And I don't need to beat up women to know that my stature and my fists are powerful. I challenge you to a match, not only for the fact that you're a dumbass, but for the fact that I need a grill to accentuate my paycheck. Yeah. 
And then after Chris Brown replies with something fucking terrible, Punk can just get on Twitter and go, whatever, see you at WrestleMania. Oh, actually, you know, Chris Brown versus Shaq. Yeah, I, I just want to see Shaq's fist knock out Punch, accidentally botch, and hit Chris Brown in the temple. <laughs> There's go, oops, oh, now you feel like Rihanna. It's one thing for Chris Brown to claim, oh, I can beat up CM Punk. Punk's been in matches with Batista, who botches more than Alicia Fox. Oh, something that's worth noting as well. As of this recording, I don't know whether this is due to Mr. Punk and Mr. Brown, but apparently Twitter is over capacity. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, 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 you know, I'm going to have a quick look at the news to see if anything else major is happening in the world that me and them are not aware of. Uh, and if not... CM Punk just crashed Twitter. <laughs> you heard it here. Now first. that, my friend, is on definitely a cult of personality. Now, he actually did that before as well. He crashed Twitter due to his um money in the bank. Yeah, his money in the bank promo. He crashed Twitter then as well. Because I'm trying to search on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I I tried searching Twitter trending now on Google, and for some reason there is a, actually a, a Twitter. Trending now, Twitter page. Okay, uh, you know, and like, also, um, I also just want to say as well um, is that apparently, there. Uh, if anyone doesn't know of Timothy Well, the, if if anyone doesn't know of Timothy Well, um, uh, he's um, he's actually an ex WWE tag team star. Um, his real name's Timothy Smith. He pretty much was reported by several different news sources that he actually died. He got on his Twitter and said. I'm not dead. <laughs> I find that hilarious. But anyway, so Timothy, well, congratulations. You're, you're still alive. Either way, all good. I don't think there's any other news, mate. I'm looking up on like three different sites um, right yeah, now. I'm, I'm just having a look at what's trending on Twitter. Uh, the okay. You hashtags, hashtag Team CM Punk. Hashtag Super Smackdown. Hashtag Chris Brown sucks. <laughs> Um, nice. Hashtag We're not winning. So punk. Not no punks. And see if there's anything oh. else. No, but no, that's right. Doesn't matter. Quite Either a way, few. I don't, Either I don't know way, what's globally. But. Team Punk. We. I'm definitely a part of fucking Team Punk. Everyone knows I have been for a while. But anyway, um, we are going to take a really quick break, and then we're going to be right back with uh, the Triple Threat. And we've got a couple of topics to discuss. Uh, the pay-per-view schedule and what we want to do to change it. And also, I want to also review not only Against All Odds, but Elimination Chamber and compare the two. I would like to do that because of both sides of the fence saying it sucks. Sorry, you're going to get your fucking asses kicked and heard by fucking me. I'm pissed off with everyone. It's the first TNA show I've sat down and watched in its entirety and gone, that was pretty fucking good. So, fuck you. You're going to get my fist shoved down your throat because you're not fucking talking. I'm going to be. Not you, actually. Everyone out there. Oh, right. I was worried then. I wouldn't shove my fist down your throat yet. All right. We'll catch you guys in a couple of minutes. He said yet.
Hemi with Impact Wrestling, and you're listening to SNF Radio Network. Following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, and he just said, "What the fuck? Where have you been?" Slap. <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, "You know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon." I mean, how can you, in all honesty? Be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. Hey, fans. Ring announcer Sean Beckerman here. Want to go back in time and relive the greatest and worst in the world of sports entertainment? From all-time favorite matches to the worst gimmicks in pro wrestling, we cover it all. So join us each and every week on the SNS Radio Network as we go beyond the bell. You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. That moment when uh, Silent Rage blows the gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart. But... Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site 
of the SNS Radio Network, you should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlockstoheadlines.com. Heartbreak Kid, Sean Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be ya. And there is the IWC, yet again. Um, have something a little interesting to talk about uh, here today, because... um. Ashley, I went actually just talking in the uh, ad break, and it was actually one of those um, points of we actually came up into a discussion. Would you want to see the Elimination Chamber pay per view completely disbanded? Because. Be Go on. Because th- this is my thing. Yes, we have the Royal Rumble guarantees you a shot at a title at WrestleMania. We have money in the bank, which guarantees you a title shot within 12 fucking months. There, there, there are no other times when you can guarantee yourself a title shot. So, what's the pay-per-view lineup for next year again? I forgot, I forgot the pay-per-view lineup for next year. Extreme Rules. Ooh, after Extreme Rules, I think it's still over the limit. Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania, Extreme Rules, Over the Limit, TLC, SummerSlam, Night of Champions, Hell in a Cell, Survivor Series. And the last one, they still don't know. Yeah, because Capital Punishment's been gone. Oh, Bragging Rights, maybe. I think they're bringing Bragging Rights back. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the last one in December. Okay, here's the thing. Now, TLC. This is for TLC for a... Guaranteed title shots at either SummerSlam or Night of Champions. We hold a 32-man, 16 from Raw, 16 from SmackDown, knockout tournament, a.k.a. King of the Ring. The win of the final match is a ladder match. Started at over the limit. Don't start the whole freaking tournament at over the limit. Or maybe start, like, a dark match and... Maybe one or two of the undercard matches. It's like Randy Orton versus Triple H is the opening fucking match, you know, and then Triple H being in a feud. Yeah. Or Randy Orton starting a feud with Rey Mysterio, returning Rey comes out and beats the shit out of Orton. You know, something Hell, like you that. Could even because there'd be so many superstars and so many matches, you could even make people have to watch superstars. Yeah, although that probably won't happen like that. But but because there wouldn't still, be enough room true. on the card. Yeah, <sighs> enough room in that. And plus, even on even at TLC, if the final of the tournament is going to be at TLC for a guaranteed shot at SummerSlam, make that the fucking ladder match or a ladder match. It won't matter. Or, you know, the main event can still just, be a TLC. 
I know it isn't in the same vein, but have a King of the Ring tournament Survivor Series. If we don't like Survivor Series style elimination matches anymore, do the next best thing. Transfer King of the Ring over to it. Because yeah. then you've still got the one winner, the sole survivor. Even if then, let's... Here's going to be something something different. Everyone out there can ask if we're actually going to be agreeing with this. Is that we've got... The Royal Rumble is the January pay-per-view. That's just yeah. the Rumble, okay? And WrestleMania is the March slash April one. I'm going to get a pen so mm-hmm. I can write this shit down because I'm going to be... So in okay. 100 years' time when kids go, what happened to WWE? Well, this is go, what, kids? Because they didn't do this. Yeah. <clears throat> Hi, kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill. Hey, Ted. Um, okay, so we got January <laughs> is the Rumble. And March, March April is WrestleMania. Now, and all the way at November is Survivor Series. That's pretty much our end. What is it? August is SummerSlam. Now, we still have several months in there to fill up. So we got, we got February, May, June, July, September, October, and December, if we have one approximately once every month. Now, if we just take into account that WrestleMania is the biggest and needs six weeks of build-up, okay? It's currently that Elimination Chamber is in February, Extreme Rules, Over the Limit, and TLC are May, June, July. Night of Champions is September, Hell in a Cell is October, and Bragging Rights is December. But how about we have this? Okay, is we have Extreme Rules as the February pay-per-view. Because then it would make fucking sense. We don't need Elimination Chamber directly before WrestleMania. I, for one, would actually like to see an Elimination Chamber match at WrestleMania or how it used to be. There was Elimination Chamber match at Survivor Series 2002, SummerSlam of 2003... New Year's Revolution in 2005 and 6. ECW. Oh, yeah, and the December to December 1 in 2006 as well. 2007, it was... Oh, fuck, here we go. No, no there wasn't one in 2007. There wasn't one in 07, because then from 08, it was No Way Out, which evolved into Elimination Chamber. Chamber. Yeah, I would rather have Extreme Rules as the February pay-per-view, because then it would, A have less likelihood of a chance of injury. Um, B, I would actually like to have them bring back the old um, 2000 and 2006-esque match, which is, hey, you didn't win, I won, because I'm fucking better than you. So I want you to put your Royal Rumble spot on the line, sort of thing. You know what they did? Rock, rock, rock versus Big Show and um, uh, Rey Mysterio versus Orton. From 2000, 2006, respectively. That's kind of what I'm saying yeah. as well. Because then it would actually make sense to have that instead of going, yep, we're going to have that match and completely overshadowing that is the two Elimination Chamber matches we've got over here. 
Because I reckon the best pay-per-view to have Elimination Chamber at is Survivor Series. Uh, well, actually, no, technically over the limit as well. But Survivor Series is, is the better one as well because you're the sole survivor of the Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. So just if we have Extreme Rules <coughs> as the February pay-per-view, the May uh, pay-per-view, the pay-per-view uh, after WrestleMania, this is going to sound really stupid, but I would rather No Mercy. The old No Mercy. The, uh, from 99 to... Uh, when, when did it end? 09? No, 2008. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, 08, because it was preceded then by bragging rights. I'd rather have No Mercy as the the May pay-per-view. I would actually say... Actually, Backlash. Go, well, go backlash. Traditional. Yeah. Go Traditional. What was for years the pay-per-view after Mania? Backlash. Backlash. Oh, it was, yeah, it was Backlash, backlash from... Was a, backlash was brilliant. Yeah, it was from 99 onwards. My favourite Backlash as well is actually 2001. Purely and simply because of Shane... I was 2000 because that was the one that... I mean, that was one of the very few pay-per-views that got shown on terrestrial TV on like a 15-minute delay over here. And I stayed up and that was my first time I ever actually saw Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the match with the Rock and Triple H, that was just awesome. When he And when he drove in with the... Knackered old DX bus. That was yeah. cool. Okay, even if we just have backlash, even if I change my vote and go backlash, because I'd rather no mercy there to be honest. But if even if we say backlash, June, the June pay per view. Now it was vengeance. Then it was also one night stand, and then it was also Judgment Day. So. Why don't we go in the middle of all them and actually just bring back and have King of the Ring at that pay-per-view? Because if we have King of the Ring in June, you can still have a big feuding rivalry in the June... Okay. Mankind, Undertaker, Hell in a Cell, where Mankind flew off the cage flew off the cage, flew off the cell, the infamous fucking uh, Hell in a Cell, happened at King of the Ring 1998. It happened at King of the Ring. Okay? so yep. That's the only reason that King of the Ring event was memorable. Yeah. who won King of the Ring? Who, King, it was Shamrock, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was Shamrock in 1998. Look, 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 look how great a WWE world champion he became. Oh, wait. He didn't become a WWE champion. He became well, a TNA like, champion. But was it? Instead. 2000 was... Oh, shit. 99, 99 was Billy Gunn, which obviously went to nothing. Yeah, 2000 then they was... Got back on, then they got back on form with uh, Angle, then Edge, then Lesnar, then Booker, then William Regal. They dropped it a bit in OA. And then 2010, Sheamus. Sheamus. Now um, I've got to wait till 2012. Where, where's the 2012 King of the Ring event? Please don't be at the end of the year. <laughs> but it, have it mean something. Just have it on a three-hour Raw or something. But then, it, you know, whoever wins it can become the number one contender at, like, you know, TLC or some... Yeah, no, no, no. Not even have it that. Have it so that it's a... 
it's a like um not a month of th- like like bonus three hour raw or something like a month long of three hour raws, but have it so that in like the last like over a four week or five week period on Raw, you have the tournament. Even on SmackDown, have it on both fucking shows. Promote the fucking pay per view for a fucking change. Actually, have it so that it's so that it's the the final has to be. Raw versus SmackDown. The number one person from Raw against the number one person from SmackDown. And they fight either at the King of the Ring pay-per-view or at TLC because then it actually means something to have the ladder match there. But even then, here's something. If you get if you have King of the Ring in June, what's the July pay-per-view? Bear in mind it is the one before SummerSlam. And bear in mind the Great American Bash sucked as a pay-per-view. Great American Bash. Sucks, uh, main view. Yeah. Well, uh, WWE it did. Yeah, it did. Kind, yeah, it kind of did. Kind of did in WCW. But. Okay, I'll give you one. So, I know it won't be popular, but something like Breaking Point. No, I was going to put Breaking Point in September. Because it made sense. If you take out the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, Breaking Point made sense. Yeah. Because then it has an entire pay-per-view of submission-based matches. Or just an actual pay-per-view called Breaking Point was okay. But I I actually want to make Vengeance the July pay-per-view. Yeah. Old school. Old school. I'd even take it back to its original name, Fully Loaded. Oh, far out. Those two two Fully Loaded from 2000 and 2000. No, it was 99 and 2000. There we go. And it was going to be 2001, but then evolved into an invasion. Yes. But fully loaded. I mean, what was it? Fully loaded 2000 was the triple main event between Kurt Angle and Taker. Rock and Benoit. It was, I think it was Jericho and Triple H and the last man standing, wasn't it? That was a triple main event that you can be proud of. Well done. I'm surprised you got that. Oh, uh, okay. You know what? One of the very you know few pay-per-views I actually have on DVD and love. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it down as fully loaded. You lo- you gotta love fully loaded as well. I'll make Vengeance a little bit down the card, but but yeah. So our first couple of pay-per-views of the year are the Rumble, then Extreme Rules, then WrestleMania, Backlash, King of the Ring, fully loaded, and now we have the final five, starting with SummerSlam and Survivor Series in the middle. So, here's the question. What do we use in the middle of all that? I still want to have bragging rights, but not have bragging rights as the 7-on-7 one-fall wins. You know, actually have have it so that it's bragging rights. Have it like a Survivor Series, Matt. Make it elimination. Yeah, yeah, but not only that. Have it so that it's... You have... Your main storylines, you've got the World Championship and the WWE Championship. Everything else doesn't matter. You have seven matches on the undercard, at least one Divas match that is not a 14-Diva tag team match. (laughs) And you actually have it so that it's literally best out of seven. Best of seven. First, SmackDown versus Raw to four wins, wins, you know? And actually have it, that or have it as six matches. So if it's three on three, you know, you have to have like a bonus then sudden you death could all, match or you something. Could, 
problem is this wouldn't work in wrestling, but if you could do it like the Ryder Cup in golf is, you know, don't announce who's going to be facing who until they bring them out. Oh, no, no, no. I completely agree with that. Because then you could, you know, Raw could go, we're putting our top stars at at the start. But then SmackDown could go, well, we're anticipating them to put them at the end, so we'll stick ours at the end. So then you could have mismatches, you know, like if you think back to 2003, Rock versus Hurricane. That was a decent little feud, and, you know, Hurricane won it. You know, have Santino take on, I don't know, which brand is Santino on? Because he's on both. (laughs) Yeah, even then. Yeah, then you could have him against somebody like. Sheamus, which yeah. on paper just looks like right, Santino's losing, and then get the upset win, and you know Santino Rocky goes on. But well, no, no, here's this one though, right? I I agree with that, but have the match format announced so that the final one, so it's we it will go, you know, in order from opening to before the main events. Singles, tag, singles, six-man, singles, singles. Or, I don't know, I think it was only six matches or something like that, you know? So so they go, okay, this, 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 this. But, I don't know, throw in the card so that the opposite brand at any one point in time can go, right, I want to choose who I want to pick out. And no, it's probably not going to work. But you get the point. Yeah, and and the thing was, like, say for instance, if it's best out of seven, and the final one comes to a tag team match, the tag team match is Triple H and Christian versus Randy Orton and John Cena, and the winner of the match is Randy Orton and John Cena from Christian turning on Triple H has the full heel turn, full brand turn. And then goes, the only reason I turned is because I'm getting a world title match at Survivor Series. It's signed down here from Teddy Long. And then, you know, he goes on to have a fucking decent feud yeah. with Daniel you Bryan. Could have, you, could have, you could have it, you could have like that kind of style match as, think back to No Way Out 2007. Actually, no, the actually, no. No, no. Do you know what? I just exactly explained Invasion of 2001. That was really retarded of me. I just, I just, <laughs> story. I just exactly explained it. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. It's Sabu! It's Sabu! <laughs> but yeah, that, that was the thing. Stone Cold turned on Kurt Angle and joined the Alliance. Imagine having that. Christian turning on Triple H and joining Raw or joining SmackDown or wherever the fuck yeah. either of them are on. Well, no, it, it, it's, like, it's, it's even like the No Way Out match, the main event from 07, when you yeah. had the WrestleMania opponents teaming up against each other. And in both cases, both the partners went, ah, you deal with it. Yeah. And here's another thing, though. I kind of want a mixture of a brand new, even if we have bragging rights as, as a September pay-per-view. I want the October pay-per-view to be something traditional, but I want the, say, for instance, TLC for for October or whatever, but the December pay-per-view should be a time to have fun because it's Christmas, but at the same time still have that feeling of giving because it's the pay-per-view. 
what we should have is a mixture between Raw Roulette and Cyber Sunday. How does that work, you ask? Here's how. The month leading up to the pay-per-view, we have, okay, what match do you want to see between John Cena and Randy Orton for the WWE title and name your fucking matches? You know, name Vote on the what, WWE Network. Yeah, via the WWE Network and or WWE.com. Fuck the text messaging or, off. Or, or, you know, think about this. Twitter. Twitter as well, yeah. Press the, so, press the so, seem to be so Twitter crazy. Just have people going hashtag H, you know, hashtag H-I-A-C for Hell in the Cell or hashtag no, 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 no. Hash, like, like, just say, for instance, that's what they use for fully loaded, okay? Because that's the gambling thing. Roll, roll, I'm just making up here. I'm just making shit up here. Just, they go, hashtag fully loaded, hashtag fully loaded, and then name the match you want after it. The top 15 things are put on the roulette wheel, which is spun live on the pay-per-view, on the fucking ramp, or on the stage. Yeah, not not so that hidden, it, so we can't... No, not hidden, so somebody yeah. can suddenly grab a hand and go, oh, look, it landed on Fool's Count Anywhere. Mm. Yeah, exactly, when it's, when it's meant to be a Fool's Count Anywhere match for the whole fucking thing, yeah. So, and, so we could have, you know, it could be right, it's Karma versus Beth in a Lick My Pussy contest. No, no that's, see, the only problem there is then you could have something like William Regal versus Santino Morella in a bra and panties match. Yeah, you know, but they take all the shit, like, they take the fucking nonsensical ones out. <laughs> that doesn't nonsensical to me. But you get my drift with that. That would actually make me want to buy the pay-per-view because it's like, oh, man, I cannot fight. Like, it's like, oh, I cannot wait to see Santino versus Vicky versus Vicky Guerrero in a Hell in a Cell, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's... Yeah, but, but... If that ever happened, I would go, fuck no. Fuck no, exactly, but... Yeah, you you take the nonsensical ones out. Maybe if you just have the top ten, okay, or even the top five, and just place them five like every fifth one of the of of the board, and one each, at least one match of each of them is their specialty match. You know, for Daniel Bryan, it's a submission match. For Big Show, it'll be a Last Man Standing match or a knockout match or whatever the fuck. You know, and then you just go. Spin and it goes tick 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 and it goes submission, one fall, knockout. You see them going yes or oh shit no no not that one keep going keep going and it lands on tables match and you see you see Daniel Ryan going oh fuck here we go because then it would actually look like old school wrestling calling on the fly yeah but hell like fuck that's gonna happen best laid plans never happen. Never happen. Hell, that'd be a great... That'd be a fucking... Best laid plans never happen. Tony never. Schiavone. This is the greatest pay-per-view ever. But um, I'd actually like to have the October pay-per-view in between Bragging Rights and Survivor Series as Bad Blood. I know. I, I have to agree with JJ on this one. Halloween Havoc would be cool. Actually, yeah, it would. Might as well put Bad Blood in December. Halloween I just, Havoc. I really... Yeah. I really like Bad Blood, though. 
Hell, Halloween Havoc. That'd be a, that, actually that'd probably be the good one to have the raw roulette and you know trick or treat in a way. Who knows? But uh, the only reason which I really like Bad Blood, Bad Blood has happened three times. Out of those three times, they have done three smashingly awesome pay per views, of which all three had Hell in Cells. Okay, even if you take that, that is the, the original Hell in a Cell pay per view. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the f- the first one was um, Bad Blood in Your House, which was Michaels versus Undertaker Hell in a Cell one. Yep. And 2003 was Nash and Triple H. Yep. And 2004 Four. was the really brilliant Michaels and Triple H. So pretty much I'd want to see Bad Blood back again. But Bad Blood is the be-all and end-all of pay-per-view, like in the three months reigning up to having that, you know? So if it starts at bragging rights, it ends at Bad Blood. If it starts at WrestleMania, it ends at Fully Loaded. Or maybe it ends at SummerSlam. That's only four months. But I, uh, I, want, I, really, I really want to see the pay-per-view formula or the rivalry formula go back to a three- or four-month max. Not what we have now. Like, like I know the Attitude Era was three to four months as well, but even then it was three to four months, two to three-month rest, back on again, and we're still enthralled in it. Yeah... Yes, I see that. Yeah, I I don't know, but I kind of want if if we have a Halloween Havoc in October, I'd want Bad Blood in December because Halloween Havoc actually works in October as well. Even then, though, we have as our list uh, the Rumble. It, it, this is in order from January to December. Rumble, Extreme Rules, WrestleMania, Backlash, King of the Ring, Fully Loaded, SummerSlam, Bragging Rights, Halloween Havoc, Survivor Series, and Bad Blood. Which one of them would you not watch? I mean, come on. You knew the second Capital Punishment came out, you weren't going to buy the pay-per-view. Little Jimmy got me interested, but yeah. Little, little, little Jimmy did not get you interested, for God's sake, dude. I didn't know where R-Truth was going, and as soon as he found Little Jimmy, I finally found some kind of purpose with R-Truth and the way he developed over since then has been awesome and he's he's gone up in my estimation from where I probably saw him 12 months ago case in point that speech that he gave when he thought he was doing a presidential address the week before the chamber you know I'd trade Dolph Ziggler and Vicky for Hornswoggle and some spiders that was epic that's like proper humor, not farting. <laughs> or farting. But, yeah, it's like I don't like the current lineup they've got, especially because Night of Champions is Vengeance. Extreme Rules is One Night Stand. And Elimin- Elimination Chamber is No Way Out. And if you want to get technical about it, Hell in a Cell is Armageddon. Yeah. So, what do you do? I'm stuck. <laughs> I just... Uh. You're stuck, eh? Yeah. But, hell, I, I do want, actually want to bring up one on, on another topic in a couple of minutes. But I, I kind of like our list, so hopefully we can email it to the WWE and they can, you know, do some shit with it. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's get Vince going. Yep. He's going to puke! 
he's gonna oh no no way well, okay because because even if then it, it, even if you know like just say for instance something starts at the rumble it can end at backlash or it can end at king of the ring because as soon as king yeah. of the ring is over you've got a brand new fucking rivalry there that was actually pretty cool as well because Jericho came back in December and he's starting his feud with CM Punk pretty much now. So this is going to be awesome. And I do want to go on record right now. I want the final match of WrestleMania to be Punk Jericho. I do not want it to be Punk, uh, sorry, to be Rock Cena. I personally want them. I just want the main event to be. I, I actually want Rock Cena to be the main event because I want it to be sent up by the fact that Undertaker and Triple H will be a much better match. Okay, true that. I, I want it. I want it like WrestleMania 18 or WrestleMania 25. I want it that the match that's on before the main event is so much better than the main event. Yeah, because I think I think all this hype deserves. Deep pushing. <laughs> okay, you could say Undertaker Triple H was also set up 366 days, you know, before WrestleMania because, you know, it, it was kind of implied that night, wasn't it? That Triple yes. H said. So basically, you had both those matches set up. At the same time, except this one didn't publicly get announced until 40 days before. And it's got more people excited because we haven't had 300 days of boots to asses, manginas, and... Um, Twitter feud. Whatever. <laughs> I would say Twitter feud, but what's going on with CM Punk and Chris Brown is dividing a lot of them there. Oh man, that's just epically awesome right now. I don't know. Come on, take the side I, of punk. I, I, have, I, have, I have heard of some people that are thinking of boycotting WrestleMania because they don't like... No, because they don't like Chris Brown. Oh, okay. And then if he turns up at the pay-per-view, they're going to go, okay. I want my refund. I, I, I've brought a rug. Do you want to beat it? Well, no, yeah. His ent- if, if WWE made his entrance music beat it by Michael Jackson, even more people would just walk out. No, no. If Chris Brown's there, you know what I want to see? I want to see Rihanna come out and belt the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what she would use to beat him up with? Sam Punk. <laughs> no, an umbrella. Yeah, a little, a tinier version of Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Gary Coleman-esque version of Chris Brown. What are you talking about, Rihanna? Ow! I'm going to use him as a mallet. What are you talking about, Rihanna? Ow! It's going to be like Jumpman from Donkey Kong. <laughs> How about sound effect when she hits him with the mallet? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, the, um... Have you ever played Super, Super, Super Smash Brothers? When someone oh, yeah. drops the... When someone grabs the hammer, yeah, and all, and all of a sudden Chris Brown jumps up and gets and gets a star, and, and it plays and it plays goes, and it plays, it, bitch. And, 
no, 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 no. He jumps up, gets a star, and all of a sudden this epic this epic music starts playing of Shit, he's on drugs. Yep. He's on drugs. And then and then CM Punk CM Punk tries and gets a star. He won't collect it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. But then Rihanna eats a mushroom, grows to 15 feet tall. Punk comes out and goes, I'm not fucking supporting you now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, this is annoying. Oh, well. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm just really hoping. Like, you'd rather Shaq than than Chris Brown. There's a a good match. Shaquille O'Neal versus Chris Brown. Because I want to see Chris Brown piss his fucking pants. That would be ironic. Just, the guy just from the Lakers, and he just made a leg appear from out of Chris Brown's pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, bro. So I'm rivaling you for bad jokes. Just this once. <laughs> just this once. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We'll take a break really quick. Well, let's, let's, let's take a break uh, before that. Uh, and we'll just launch into another little bit as well because I've got a I've got something else I want to talk about rivaling to pay per views as well. But I kind of want to talk about the differences between Against All Odds and Elimination Chamber because all I'm hearing from both sides of the fence, TNA side and the WWE side, that it, the other pay per view was shit. From someone who's actually, you know, I actually watched Against All Odds and. I'm in the process of watching Elimination Chamber right now. I really want to know why you thought this one was shit. Obviously, I can say why it was shit, especially from an against-all-odds point of view for three reasons, two of them being Garrett Bischoff. If that's the only thing you've got with it and you say it's shit, sorry, I'm, the pay-per-view was excellent. But anyway, we'll get on to that in a minute. We'll take a break. We'll come back more of this. So listen to some SNS Network ads. Look. Listen to them. I'm not joking. You've got to freaking listen to them. I'll come to your house and kick your dog. Okay. Or other pet, if you don't. No, no, no. Just, just, just the dog. Just the dog. Kittens. Come on, we've got to be. We've got to be. No, 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 no. no. Cats just deserve to die. Cats, cats just deserve to die. Okay, I'll put it. I'll put. I'll put it this way: the second you are injured and need an urgent, an urgent medical assistance, a dog will run off. This dog is so loyal; it will run off and find help for you. How you would the have? Cat will wait, pop a furball in your face. No, 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 no. The cat would probably, do to its own accord, until. You know, it started giving a shit after about 60 days of your body decomposing. The cat doesn't care. Hence the reason why a dog needs kicking. Because the cats just don't fucking care about the family. To be honest, cat lovers wow. just don't care either. No animal rescue center is going to sponsor this show anymore. No, no, no. Just, <laughs> just, just the dog ones. I've got three little pups of my own. They're very small and very stupid. But anyway. All right. Listen to some ads. Just like the Go. Main Street Posse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ads. Go. Listen. (laughs) See you in two minutes.
Chris Masters on the SNS Radio Network. What's up, gang? It's the Trey Dog from Wrestling News Live. Just want to make sure you've tuned in to JJ Sexay and unplugged. Here's what you're missing. Hulk Hogan was um, basically um, paid to advertise Def Jam Rap Star. He was recorded playing or singing with his daughter, Brooke, and Jimmy Hart when he decided to, uh, let's just say, show the family jewels on camera. He decided to flash his junk, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't know what's more disturbing. The fact that in 2010, Hulk Hogan is trying to rap like the Notorious Big. And he's got Jimmy Hart and his daughter in the room present. And he decides to <laughs> to flash his junk at the cameraman. Thank God it was censored. Wanting to show his little Hulkster to the world. At least when I sang, I kept my pants on Hulk. Well, let's put it this way. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, had they not censored it out, we'd know why Linda Hogan was sleeping with a 19-year-old. I'm, pre- I'm, I'm pretty sure that the 4-inch python didn't get the job done there. I'm just saying. Everything shrinks with age, and it gets a little more wrinklier. But did I really need to see Hulk Hogan's junk while he's rapping? Come on, man. I don't know what disturbs me more, the fact that he actually tried to show his junk or the fact that his daughter was right there when he did it. Dude, the four-inch python. Uh, what you so, gonna do, sister, when the four-inch python runs wild on you? I mean, you know what, what scares me more, Crelly? There, there's gonna be this fucking wrestling nursing home. And it's gonna have the likes of Hulk Hogan and the Nature Boy Ric Flair and the fucking warrior running around. Flair's gonna be running around the halls naked with his fucking robe. You know, go, woo, woo, woo. And the Hulkster's, what you gonna do, brother, with the four-inch python? Woo! And Flair's still gonna be wooing around there. Then the warrior's gonna run around. Oh, oh, Hogan, the four-inch python is no match for the little warrior. I mean, dude, is this what we're looking forward to in ten years? How would you like to be the fucking attendant that works that place, man? Holy God! (laughs) What has the world come to? 2012 and it's all gonna end people okay folks this is Philip Mindwipe Morris here reminding you that basically I don't give a monkey's butt fuck when it comes to actually doing stupid adverts like this but nonetheless I have to do one anyway reminding each and every listener here to check out the Elite Force podcast it's the sci-fi podcast that boldly goes where no fucker has gone before and hopefully never again so be sure to check it out each and every single midweek with Chuck W and with William Walkie Walker and myself laying it down as we see it in the realm of science fiction that be from movies to television to audiobooks to music, etc., etc. So check it out each and every week exclusively on the SNS Radio Network, Chris Jones Gaming Network, and the ElitePostPodcast.com. Also available on iTunes. Check it out. I'm not doing another one of these damn adverts. 
So you better have to check it out. Bye for now. Remember that there are always possibilities. Live long and play longer. Fire Breaker! Original KID started in 91 in the state of NC. In the place to be, your boy paid his dues. When hell's a visa spot, all the marks are through. Vertebraker, we'll break your spine. Vertebraker, just a trick every time. Vertebraker, we'll slap your face. Vertebraker. Uh, you knew me as Sugar Shane, you may have known me as the Hurricane, but this is the Shane event, Shane Helm, and you're listening on the SNS Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Why We're Here um, to review, uh, in part, Against the Lods and, in part, Elimination Chamber. I pretty much just want to discuss exactly what went on between both matches, because, as I said, all I've heard from both sides of the fence is shit. Just, Against the Lods was crap, and now all I'm hearing is a blareness of Elimination Chamber was crap. Wow. The thing is, as well, all I've heard as well is from the Cena marks and the Cena haters of the main event of saying, yay, Cena beat Kane, or fuck, Cena lost cleanly again, or whatever the fuck. Cena beat Kane. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much Cena beat Kane. On both sides of the coin, by looking at both from a, from a, from a, a perspective that's okay, here's this one, here's the next one. So... Pretty much, if we want to start, we'll start out by going match versus match for a while. Hopefully, it won't take so long, but um, we'll, well, we'll see how we go. We'll open up with Against All Odds. Jesse Sorensen versus Emma Iron, which is a match that I don't really count as a match in this one. Because, because it went on for so short due to the, uh, the horrific injury, yeah. Yeah, the injury from Jesse Sorensen. And believe it or not... I don't think I can blame Zemma Ion for this. I think it was just that Jesse was in the right place, Zemma was in the right place, and it just went wrong. As what happened with Barrett and Ziegler. Barrett was in the right place, Ziegler was in the right place. They just landed awkwardly. And same thing yeah. with and this is what it means, same thing with Miz and Truth as well. Miz was in the right place. He just truth just fell through his hands. Truth smacked the floor with his head. Didn't get a concussion, but he was pretty dazed about the thing. You know who I blame? Isaac Newton for discovering gravity. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Newton. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, Zemma Ion defeated Jesse Sorensen to become the number one contender for the X Division title. And if we actually don't count that one, the next match was Robbie E versus Shannon Moore for the TV title. 
This match was made pretty much. He he created the Robbie E Invitational. That doesn't mean too many fucking Invitationals in TV, and especially TNA. Challenged anyone in the back for the TV title, and Shannon Moore came out. The thing is, Wikipedia, which is always wrong, but Wikipedia said it would be Mr. Anderson, which would have been good because then it would have brought Mr. Anderson, you know, back in action in a pretty cool way by possibly giving some legitimacy to the TV title. Because to be honest, with Robbie E, where has it gone in the past two months? Nowhere. Well, actually, no, it hasn't gone anywhere because he didn't face anyone. It's sort of like when Eric Young was... Yeah, it's just, wow, yeah. So like when, every, when Eric Young was the, was the TV champion. I think he defended the title, like, four times, four yeah, or five times. Matches, yeah, but it was still awesome. But, yeah, this was, this was a pretty decent match, actually, considering it was impromptu. It was a freaking decent match. Yeah. So, and obviously, Robbie T comes out to you know, help Robbie E, so the Robbies beat Shannon Moore. It was actually um, a pretty good finish in the end because of, um, it's the great heel tactic of the manager coming out and... Yeah, distract the ref. Yeah, distract the ref. Person accompanying them goes, oh, something's just happened. Punch, whatever. Capitalized. Yeah. So Robbie E retains his television championship. And now we have the opening of Elimination Chamber, which was the match that I believe should have been the main event, which was Punk versus Dolph versus Truth versus Jericho versus Miz versus Kofi. It ended up being that Miz, Jericho, Kofi, no, sorry, Miz, Jericho, Dolph, and Truth were in the chambers, and Dolph and Punk started. No, Kofi and Punk started. Fuck! I just said Dolph went into the chamber as well. Damn, I mean, damn a minute. <laughs> but um, it, it went in order of elimination. Um, R-Truth, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, r got yep. eliminated before the next pot opened. Yep. Um, then Dolph Ziggler tapped out. No, he didn't tap out. It was Kofi tapped out. Dolph, ta- Dolph um, got pinned after oh. he got hit with Codebreaker. Uh, Kofi got lion tamed. Yep. Um, Which then became to Jericho, and then this is where it got interesting. Yeah, Jericho, Jericho throws Kofi out of the chamber, which then leads to Punk doing a sweet kick to the head, which then leads Jericho to fall out of the chamber by hitting the door, which knocks out a cameraman and apparently knocks Jericho out of the competition altogether. Yeah. Which instantly I was thinking, that's Keyfabe. Oh, duh. But that's I've heard thing. some people go, oh, he was legit concussed. If he was concussed, he wouldn't have wrestled on Monday. Yeah. In fact, if he was concussed, they'd probably keep him until the week before Mania to have a match. And then Miz got, got hit with GTS. the GTS. Yeah, but the, you know the gripe that I have is they had no follow-up really, other than a short video on WWE.com about Jericho saying I wasn't eliminated. Because if you go back, there is no mention of the, about the fact that Chris Jericho was even eliminated from that match. So technically, this elimination chamber match is still going on, and it's into its you know as of the time of this recording, its fourth day. Yeah. I think that just gets me as well, because 
at the same point of where Jericho should have come out and said, I wasn't eliminated. I never got pinned. I never submitted. I am the first man to lose Elimination Chamber by not being pinned or submitted. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm still in the match. I want my title shot at WrestleMania. I want it fucking now. That's when you have the Battle Royal. Or even surprise the hell out of them and just bring the chamber down. We're yeah. continuing this okay, then. match. Do it. <laughs> yeah. The thing like is, that. the crowd would immediately go, oh, crap, there's a chamber. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't have a chamber, but, 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 but we do have a cage. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm working out how they're going to hoist the hell in a cell up for Mania. The same way they're doing it the, the only thing is, is that I don't think that if they're going to have a Money in the Bank ladder match, they're probably not going to... And the, Yeah, the other thing is, well, this is going to be the first WrestleMania, the first Hell in a Cell, should I say, where it's going to be in a stadium. Oh, yeah. Actually... It's going to be up in the air. Which means they're going to so have to construct are they have it. it. Are they going to have it above, or are they going to have to build it over like a 20-minute period or something? They'll have to build it. They'll have to build it. Yeah, that's, that's something that's new, and I'm intrigued to see what they do. And see that how many or, uh, see how many technicians that they've got. That or can the stadium roof open and shut? I don't know if it's got. Is it? Is it? Is that's gonna be awesome if it's fucking raining? That's what's more intriguing when it comes to uh, Mania 29. Because if it's gonna be cold and it snows or it rains. You know, I guess they're going to have to do it like they did back in the day and just tarp up the VIPs and let everybody drench. <laughs> Give them free umbrellas or something with uh, Chris Brown didn't use this to beat me up. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. We've got to bring it down to that because yeah, we've that's been, as much as it doesn't matter much, the way it's evolved over the past 48 hours since, you know, it broke on... Uh, Sunday, Monday has been awesome. Oh, yeah. It's been really cool. <laughs> anyway. We've been distracted, but that, that was my problem with the chamber match, to be honest. Yeah. And that was my problem as well, is that they could have done something so good with that, and they haven't yet. They might do it in the next couple of weeks, but they haven't yet. The next one, um, against all odds, is Tara versus Gail Kim. This was actually a really good match. Slow but still good because it's obviously Victoria and Gail Kim or Tara and Gail Kim. Tara was selling a knee. Yeah, Tara really well. Stone Cold Steve Austin knee, yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really selling the knee, like awesomely. And um, defeat. Yeah, it basically ended up with Tara going for Widow's Peak. Kim countered the last second, went for a knee, got a knee breaker and then hits the eat defeat or AKA happy ending. <laughs> Don't do I won't start that. Um, and Gal Kim retained her title. As I said, I really enjoyed this match. One of the best knockout matches I've seen for a while, actually. Yeah. So, so far, we've had three decent matches at Against All Odds, one of them all being an injury, but th- still three really decent matches to start off Against All Odds. The second match of Elimination Chamber was Beth Tamina. Which, again, was a pretty decent match. One of the best Divas matches that they've had in WWE for about six months. Something like that, yeah. 
And considering the match went for seven minutes, it's probably the longest match that they've had. The, uh, the, the Divas match has gone in the last 12 months. Yeah. I really don't know what to say about this Divas match, though, because you had two girls who really knew how to mat wrestle. You know, the angle, right, counter, 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 counter wrestle. And yeah. at the same time, they can immediately change it into a fist fight, which is actually what happened. The, okay, the ending of this match came when Tamina hit the splash, Beth kicked out, Tamina went for it again, Beth rolled out of the ring. Tamina got down, tossed her back in, and went to go for Beth, but Beth hit the glam slam. Yeah, locked in the arms, buckle up, slam, and uh, that's all. The great thing was, about two, it looked like Beth was going, I'm not dry, I'm not trying. Yeah. You know, she had the leg up as pinning, and then two, she was like, I'm just going to sit on you like Yokozuna. And then it's like, I've got to put some effort in because I'm on camera. But lift the leg up for three. (laughs) Yeah. It's just really weird. It was weird in that point, but it was still a good match. It was still very fast-paced for a Divas match of the WWE, at least. And then Santino's still doing his Rocky training, which I found quite funny. The next segment I kind of want to talk about of the WWE, Laurinaitis and Atunga are saying that T-Lo needs a job evaluation. And Del Rio's music hits and calls T-Lo a disgrace, a piece of crap. And he thinks that Laurinaitis should be the permanent GM of both brands. Cue Mark Henry. Mark Henry comes out. Mark Henry says that T-Lo physically is, assaulted him. Yes. Um, and just, just like a good guy, he fell for it and he was suspended. Henry says that he has – that not once has he seen Laurinaitis abuse his power. And like Del Rio, he agrees that Laurinaitis should be GM for both Raw and SmackDown. Out comes Christian. Christian says no one knows T-Lo better than him. If it weren't for T-Lo, he'd be competing for the World Heavyweight title tonight. Unlike Randy Orton, Christian's... Christian uh, was forced to wrestle in a match while injured. Oh, yes. Apparently. Yeah, according sorry. To, according to storyline, yeah. Yeah, and then Lauren Ida's poses for a photograph with Del Rio, Henry, and Christian. And nothing else is said. Yeah, the best bit was Lauren Ida's with his cheesy grin and, you know, thumb, thumb up, like, Yay, I made it with the big boys. Yep. Oh god, sorry. I just want to talk about that one because so I think that that was pretty bad. But it was still an ent- it was still an entertaining segment because I'm, because we're actually talking about it. It was an entertaining segment, but God, you could have stuck a tag title match there. Yep. Seriously. And oh. even before that, you had a seven minute promo with Cena and his hard knocks gym or whatever. Yeah. Oh, where apparently speaking- everybody trains. Yeah. Speaking of the tag team titles, Crimson and Matt Morgan defended against Samoa Joe and Magnus. This, yes. was, this was awesome for me. This was the best tag match that e- most of them have been in. It, it basically ended up with Crimson going for a spear on Joe. Joe moves and Crimson spears Morgan. Joe hit, a, oh no. Joe hit the snapmare on Morgan from the corner. Magnus with the elbow drop off the top rope and the cover for the three counts. Magnus and Joe are your new champions. This was really good. A pretty, pretty average compared to the normal match he'd got but compared to the but, but because the guys were big in and slow this wasn't a Carly versus Jinder Mahal match this was actually pretty freaking awesome yeah another one I want to talk about as well is 
the next segment after this, which was Christy Hemi with Bully Ray. Ray grabs the mic, tells Hemi to fuck off, and just pulverizes everyone else in the main event. Everyone else in the main event had a mic segment, you know, oh, yes, this, 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 this. Bully Ray was the only person who I went, that motherfucker's going to win. He had so, he's got, his promo skills are always awesome. Go back to ECW in 1997. They've always been awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and Christy Hemming is just fucking lousy. Get that stupid redhead bitch off. Yeah, but that 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 would have been completely different had it not been for um, Tasby in a way. She's oh, a yeah. death in the fact. You know, you wouldn't have had JG, JB on commentary, which will be an, a note we'll get to later on, people. Yep. Nem is very passionate about that. The positive thing is, SoCal Val got to do some ring announcing. I didn't mind that. She can't screw up a fucking intro. Yeah. I'm sorry. Christy Hemi in a fatal four-way elimination match or something. Every fuck in fact even in the main event if you listen to her, she says the following contest is scheduled for one fall. There was actually one it was a last man standing match. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. 30 minute Iron Man match. The following contest and is scheduled for round. one fall. Whoever's giving her the well no cuz she wouldn't have done the Iron Man one, but certainly I remember the last man standing one. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but at least she at least she announces Bobby Roode like Jeremy Borash. Bobby Roode. No, there's no duh. It's just Roode. <laughs> Which they actually used on Impact. But anyway, we're, we're skipping ahead of ourselves. Let's. Yeah. Uh, let's, well, let's just what go back. Next, what, was the next the, one? Yeah, the tag match awesome. Yeah. But as I, as I predicted. Um, I don't know if we did predictions for against all odds, but we didn't. Unfortunately. I know, I, I know, I know, I did somewhere, probably on the internet or on the Facebook page or whatever. But the plan, I thought the plan always was for Samoa Joe and Magnus to win against all odds, because then it means instability in the ranks between Crimson and Matt Morgan, and then their feud starts again, Rage in a Cage style at lockdown. Yep. Okay. Who is the better man? Sorry, I just want to move on to the next match at, at Against All Odds. I'll worry about Elimination Chamber for a sec. I want to talk about the next matches at, at Against All Odds because I think the next two matches at Against All Odds are match of the year contenders. Alex Shelley versus Austin Aries for the X Division title and Kazarian versus AJ Styles. I don't know about the AJ Kazarian, but certainly I agree with you. That was a brilliant match between Shelley and Aries. It wasn't brilliant. It was probably the best match Austin Aries has got in the last, since he won the X Division title. Because he said, I want competition. He fucking got it. And that ending was yeah. freaking awesome. That ending was absolutely beautiful. Because it basically made me go, holy shit, he kicked out. I've, I haven't done that in a while. Where he's just gone, holy fuck, he's kicked. He, he, yeah, okay, this was the ending. I'll have to go back a little bit because it actually remembers this. It's basically, there was an Irish whip into a running knee by Ares. Shelly goes down. Ares picks him up. Brain buster. Cover by Ares. One, two, and Shelly kicks out at about 2.9. And I mark yeah. out. I'm fucking awesome with this. 
He tries to go for another brain buster. Shelly goes two small packages and, and um, Ares kicks out again. Then Shelly regains his composure, starts kicking him, goes for the sliced bread. Ares counters it and gives him a massive slam on the ground, ground on the mat. And then Ares picks him up, second brain buster into his last chance submission hold. And Shelly's in the middle of the ring. He's got no choice but to tap. That is the ending I want to see at WrestleMania. Oh, last chance. Oh, fuck. That's a beautiful submission. You won't see it in WWE, but fucking hell, that's awesome. And you didn't even mention the DVD. Oh, I didn't mention the DVD. That match for me at the moment is match of the year. Yeah. The DVD on the apron was one of those legit holy shit moments. Because yeah. that was just... When I saw it, I was like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do mine slower so we uh, wouldn't put anybody to sleep. Okay. Let's move on real quick. The World Heavyweight Championship Elimination Chamber. Carly versus Cody versus Rhodes. Hang on. <laughs> Did I just say Carly versus Carly? Carly? Yeah, I think you said Carly versus Rhodes. Okay, sorry. I think you might you might have been trying to say Carly versus Cody versus. That's what I think. What I thought was I was trying Wade, to say. Yeah, versus Wade versus Danny. Yeah, versus Carly versus Rhodes versus Santino. Santino versus Brian versus Barrett versus Show, and it was Big Show and Wade Barrett starting off Cody, Santino, Brian, and Carly in the chambers. Um, the order of elimination no, was, was Co- Cody, Cody Santino, Carly, and Brian. Brian said, "You said Carly." Was no, no, I, no, I, no, I said they were in the chambers. I never said what order they came out in. Oh, yeah. Great Carly was eliminated first after Big Show speared him, and that means Carly, <laughs> and that means the second Carly gets off his back, he's fucked. He's a turtle. He can't. He can't get up. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Yes, I know that movie was shit, but it had a great line. Help, I'm a turtle and I can't get up. That reflected to Carly on Sunday. Yep. Uh, The next one came uh, with, was it Big Show? Big Uh, Show Show got eliminated because of the uh, Barrett and Cody working together to eliminate him. Uh, It was, Barrett Barrett did a diving elbow drop or something and, yeah. And then he got a lead in by Rhodes. Cody was then eliminated by Santino after Santino rolled him up. After celebrating the fact that he pinned Big Show. Yep. And then... uh, Barrett got eliminated by Chris Benoit. Yes. Oh, wait, no. No, he got eliminated by Santino. Daniel Bryan doing a flying headbutt. Yeah, it was... Daniel Bryan did a diving headbutt, but Santino pinned him. Yeah, so... And then, as you can guess... They actually, the crowd were... Hugely behind Santino. Amazingly so. You know, when the Cobra hit, the crowd were like, yes, Santino's going to win. And the IWC was like, no, he isn't. Yeah, um, um, Brian made Santino tap out. Yeah, to the bell lock. But the thing that I like about it is they gave Santino a run with it. And also the fact... Daniel Bryan won in the cheapest way. The yeah. only person he eliminated was Santino. He yeah. didn't eliminate Rhodes. He didn't eliminate Barrett. He didn't eliminate Show. He didn't eliminate the three guys who were legit contenders in there. 
No, the only one who eliminated was a guy who, like Foley, is now more well known for his song. <laughs> oh yeah. On to back, back back to against the odds real quick. Uh, Kazarian the defeating AJ Styles. I loved this match as well, purely for the fact that um, everyone has gone. Yeah, AJ's going to win. I just love it that it was it, like it, it actually. I personally thought AJ was going to win by DQ because I thought Daniels was going to get involved somehow. Yeah, then it but the way it AJ. went, at the, the way it went at the end, I say fair to play to TNA. And but I still loved, yeah, I still well, loved it anyway. What was it? Not a, it was a moonsault, backwards moonsault onto Daniels outside. AJ went in the ring and Kazarian hit his pile driver move style thing fate and Kazarian got black. the win fate to black that's it and Kazarian got the win and you know Daniels was like in your face AJ in your face and you could tell that they're teasing Kazarian turning heel but they're also teasing the fact that at any time he could just go uh, screw you Daniels and hit him because he didn't seem overly happy to beat AJ but he was kind of pleased that he still got the victory. But, you know, clearly that's going to be a case of he may have won the battle, but yeah. he hasn't won the war. Yeah, I I agree. This match is going to go on. This feud's going to go on. Um, hopefully to actually a triple threat at lockdown. But um, we'll see how it's going to go. Goes, why can't I be in this one? You left really? me out the last time at Destination X, you bastard. Yep. Next match, the Elimination Chamber was... The worst match on the card. It was Swagger versus oh. Justin Gabriel for the US title. Well, again, like with Against All Odds, there was an impromptu match. Yep, impromptu. It was suddenly put together. And it was put together in the <laughs> cheesiest way possible. And I just realized what I bloody said. Because um, <laughs> Hornswoggle... You know, Hornswog was eating cheese because they were in Wisconsin, which is home of the Green Bay Packers, who are apparently known as Cheeseheads. So uh, they'd have loved Al Snow back in the day. But, yeah. And then he asked Natalia to cut the cheese. Cue farting jokes. Fuck you, WWE, for turning a good talent into something like that. And then pushing Alicia Fox and the Bellas like they really got great skill and can challenge Beth Phoenix. No, they can't. They're nowhere near her. Yeah. Well said. Which then, you know, all of a sudden Gabriel and Swagger and Guerrero come along and then Teddy Long comes along and says, okay, US title match, you're defending against Gabriel and you're up next. Bye. Okay, I'll get ready. What? And then Hornswoggle was actually in Gabriel's corner as well. And this was five minutes of my life I want back. Because basically, all the match was, was, <laughs> it was swagger, 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 ankle lock all over. Pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much all it was. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 sorry. It was swagger, 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 Gabriel crossbody, Gabriel suicide dive, swagger, swagger, ankle lock tap. Yeah, if you want to be technical, yes. Yeah. Let's move on to the shithole match. I mean, penultimate match. I mean, 
who cares? It's the main reason why this pay-per-view yeah. is shit. <laughs> Here we go. Garrett no Bischoff. Both pay-per-views. Yeah, Garrett Bischoff versus Gunner. This <sighs> motherfucker is the son of Eric Bischoff and immediately gets a fucking pay-per-view penultimate match, pretty much. Yeah. I hated this match because of the fact that it was pretty much gu- the same thing. Gonna 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 three count. What the fuck? Really? I was gonna. I was thinking of that song from Family Guy. Then, sorry, that song. Yeah, Family Guy. Gonna 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 make me a rainbow. Yep. Sorry. That would have been more entertaining than this match. But still, I did incredibly enjoy the fact that Garrett Bischoff got his ass kicked. Yeah, and um, Hogan was there ready to... Fr- it was like Rocky Four. Yeah. Hogan's throwing in the towel. Apollo Creed's on the mat going, No, 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 no. Yeah. And then... And then it's going to be... Than, rather than actually dying, Garrett survives. Yeah, but the, no, but then but, the, <laughs> but, no, but, the, but then the thing is, Hulk Hogan's going to have to take on Vladimir Kozlov at the next pay-per-view, and Vladimir Kozlov just says one line in his whole promo, I'm going to crush you. <laughs> I must crush you. Yes. Forward. <laughs> I'm going to crush you. Um, you can't me, Mr. Okay, Hogan. Final match of Elimination Chamber, Cena versus Kane. Surprisingly, very good match. Yeah. It just a, a lot of back and forth, not just Superman Cena. It's Cena getting up, then Kane coming up, yeah, then Cena getting up. Stick. Yeah, and stick. you never get a fucking wheelchair. I want to see someone hit That's someone what... with a wheelchair. Just pick it yeah. up and throw it. I think they're fucking heavy. I, I, I want more random stuff under the ring to be used as weapons. I, I know want, we don't. You know have what? I want to see someone. Often. You know what I want to see? Yeah, I really, I really, I really want to see this. I want to see Santino. Go under the ring, grab Hornswoggle, get him out, and Hornswoggle's there just sitting there going, ah, let go of me. <laughs> then, then he gets in the ring, Santino, whoever he's facing, he could be facing Swagger. Santino's like holding, like, Swagger's, like, Swagger's holding a chair, and Santino's holding Hornswoggle, like, I don't know. And so Swagger laughs, puts down the chair, points, laughs, and Santino throws Hornswoggle at Swagger. Hornswoggle latches on a swagger and starts biting him all over. <laughs> that'd be an awesome. Admit it, that'd be an awesome thing to say. <laughs> That's different, but yeah. yeah. The I think the only thing under the ring that they actually haven't used as a weapon is the ring itself. Just, yeah. Okay. Just for also just for just for standard stake, and I, I really want to ask people this. Um. Who the fuck keeps a stop sign under the fucking... Under the ring? Yeah, why would you need a stop sign underneath a ring? The old hardcore matches. There are signs under the ring. No parking at any time. Why are there trash cans underneath the ring? Yeah. Spare trash cans. The same thing as spare tables and spare chairs, but... It doesn't matter. No, I can understand tables being under there in case they need to get an impromptu table or chairs for the announcers because they broke through the Spanish announce table. Again. Uh, but, you know, stop signs? No. no. Trash and- cans? Not really because they don't throw confetti like they do in Japan. Okay. Or streamers or anything. 
here's here's the one thing though that 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 gets me is they had the they had the finisher that I actually predicted. It was an attitude adjustment from the ambulance. And how they did as, it, as mentioned on SNS. How much was that like when he did the same to Batista on top of the car? And how much was that like the Ten, same thing no, as he did it on? I did it on the cane to the great Carly. Like the crane, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's Spot falls down into a mysterious hole. End of the match, either by pinfall or throw an ambulance or death. But yeah, Cena won. Everyone's a big whoop. But still, it was better than the previous match. And as what I've kind of wanted, because think think about it, it the the overall pay per view was pretty good, pretty generic, and pretty predictable, but still a good pay-per-view. As we bring on to the world title match in Against All Odds, Storm, Rude, Bully Ray, Jeff Hardy, and Sting's the special enforcer. The match was brilliant. In fact, the Uranagi, a.k.a. Rock Bottom, a.k.a. Bookend, delivered by Bully Ray, was Fantastic. It was better hit than when The Rock does it sometimes. Just fantastic. But but here's what's got me, right? This is the end of the match. Referee gets knocked down. (laughs) Sting checks on the referee. There is a twist of fate by Hardy onto Bully Ray. Sorry, and a spear by Bobby Roode on Jeff Hardy. Storm hits the last call on Rude. The referee is very, like, the slow counting. One, because he's hurt. Two. Then Bully Ray pulls the referee out of the ring. Storm then gets out and looks to hit Bully Ray, but accidentally hits the referee instead, taking out the referee again. Then, series of things happens. Rude gets the belt and brings it back into the ring. Sting then... Sting objects. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Sting objects, gets in the ring, grabs the belt from Rude. Rude gets in Sting's face, and Rude stows, I dare you to fucking hit me. Fucking hit me. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Rude then spits in Sting's face. Sting swings, Rude ducks, and Sting hits Hardy, who has recovered and is staggering, staggering around behind Rude. Oh, Rude. Rude then covers Hardy and yells at Sting, Count! Count, damn it, Count! Jeremy Borash, in his infinite fucking wisdom, said, <laughs> the referee is taken out. He has to deliver the three count. No, no, he doesn't. The referee was taken out about 18 billion times before this, and Sting finally delivers the three count. The thing is, Sting, go, Sting goes, one, two, I really fucking hate you. You, you suck. Die. Please go fuck your mother. Three. So, Bobby Roode retains. They could have done that a fuckload better, but it was still good. The, that, the match, up to that point, just that point, was really good. Up until Jeremy Borash saying something, that was a really good match. Mm-hmm. But hell, my, my opinion. But either way, both pay-per-views were actually decent. Better than decent compared to previous pay-per-views. And you're still shitting on it. Yeah. Okay, yes, I am praising TNA for actually doing a good show. What the fuck is it to you? I'm like, this is just something for me. Actually something that TNA as a whole 
put on a very good show, probably one of the best shows they've done in a while. And WWE does a similar show on par, but with less matches. And yet they have the nerve to only focus on one thing of the show and call them both shit. Sorry, middle fingers to you. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually not on the not on the fence with this. I'm on the fence with the machine gun fucking shooting all of you. At least you're actually listening to me with this. Go and watch the entire fucking pay per view without watching those two bits in the in, in against all odds and without an objective opinion about the elimination chamber pay per view and tell me yeah. that it is that they are still shit pay per views because they're not. They were good shows. I'd, say, I'd even say, and I didn't think I'd say this 12 months ago, TNA's pay-per-view was better than WWE's overall. Yeah, yes. Because, you know, the, the, the ending with the chamber got screwed, and the way the, some of the other matches went were a bit stupid, but overall it was a more solid card, I'd say, TNA. Possibly because it had more matches, I don't know. But. Yeah, but... It was still a very good pay per view, though. Like both, like both ones are good pay per view, and I agree with you that, that, mm-hmm. that against the odds was better. So my main point in all of this is saying: stop saying things are shit when you don't give a fuck about them. Really, just I'm 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 sick of it. Like even I've started taking an, an unobjective opinion. But hell, it doesn't matter. Both pay per views are over. That's my opinion. My opinion is probably better than yours. But anyway. Let's let's let, let's wrap this up. You've got any final thoughts, mate? No, it's uh, been an event. Well, what with Raw and SmackDown being live as well, it's been an eventful couple of weeks, really, because of the TNA pay per view as well. Um, hopefully, the WrestleMania build is as good as it seems to be over the past Raw and SmackDown after the Chamber. Hopefully, TNA can get good because the main event has been announced for lockdown as uh, Rude and Storm, which will be awesome, but my only problem is why did they have to announce it for lockdown? Yeah, What are we going to fill in and pad between now and then? Yeah. My only other gripe is bloody that New York Giants player that was involved. That, you know, TNA were on a good way and now they're starting to go back to featuring celebrities. And I don't know why. And also, they promoted the hell out on TNA of um, some MMA show that's coming to Spike. Yet they, you know, coming next Thursday. Yet they forget to mention when the show is actually on. Yeah. Given the title, given the title, and that they say it's adult only. I'm guessing it's after Impact, but they didn't bother telling you because I guess they thought we want people to watch Impact to guess when the show's coming on. Yeah, just seriously, why? Yeah, why? Who knows? My final thoughts for this week are Chris Brown is a dick. <laughs> and will always be one. But still, this has actually been a fantastic week, I reckon, for actually, well, like the last couple of weeks. Because I just want to say as well, I do want to apologize to everyone out there for not having a show in the, next, in the last couple of weeks. We actually have been able to record a part of it. And hopefully we can organize some way of putting those up because we've actually done part recordings of this because I've been working so much. We've been doing part recordings. And every time we record one part, we can never manage to record the second part. So hopefully 
I'm going to be able to string together uh, a good um, schedule for myself and we can smash some more why uh, shows out for you to make up for it. So hopefully we'll be with you next week. And um, uh, Ash, I might actually ask Ashley to stick around for a, for a little while longer, stop being the guest host for, for a bit because oh, wow. um, – I've heard from Freddie that he wants to do another show. He'll probably end up being on next week's show, depending on when we can record. But um, I still haven't heard from Randy. So, Ashley, you can stick around for as long as, for as, long as you want, mate. Oh, very cool. Uh, I guess offer accepted. <laughs> yeah, okay, mate. All right. With that being said... Where's my gown? I'm going to go strutting naked. Gowan? Well, where's your... Where's your Where's your gown? You missing, are you missing your left I said leg? Gown. No, you, you definitely said gown. I gowan. said gown. You said gown. Oh, great. Go and get your left leg missing. All right. That's, um, an out, that's, an out, that's an outtake that makes it in the final cut. Oh, definitely. All right. Uh, I, okay, guys. We'll see, we'll see you guys next week on Why. Make sure you listen to all of the SNS radio programming, the SNS network programming we have coming up. Obviously, we still have... Uh, unplugged on Friday nights with the guest host, Mr. Ashley, my co-host right here. We also got the Elite Force podcast. Pro Racing yeah, Everyone's back up. No. Correct huh? that. I've got the guest host. I am filling just in. the guest newsman. Yeah. yeah. It's JJ. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I know. Pra- I know. I know. I know. Guest praise the overlord. Um, and also uh, the Elite Force podcast. Pro Racing Everyone's back up. And obviously... The star of or the stars, uh, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay with Wrestling News Live on Monday nights after Raw. Beyond the Bell as well. There's been some good Beyond the Bell. Oh, far out! I've been meaning to download that stuff. God, I'll get on that now. Beyond the Bell with um Sean Sean Beckman and also Running the Ropes is back as well. So this is, has been a fantastic bit of uh, podcasting coming up and ready and live. Live radio coming back up as well here on the SNS networks. So make sure you make sure you tune into that. It's all going down, fool. Indeed. Okay, we're gonna be out. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Ta-ta for now. Hey there, people. I'm Bobby Brown. They say I'm the cutest boy in town. My car is fast. My teeth are shiny. I tell all the girls they can kiss my hiney. Here I am at a famous school I'm dressing sharp and I'm acting cool I got a cheerleader here who wants to help with my paper Let her do all the work and maybe later I'll rave her Oh God, I am the American dream I do not think I'm too extreme And I'm a handsome son of a bitch I'm gonna get a good job and be real rich Get a good Liberation came creeping all across the nation. I tell you, people, I was not ready when I fucked this dyke by the name of Freddie. She made a little speech then. All she tried to make me say when she had my balls in a vice, but she left the dick. I guess it's still her thumb, but now it shoots too quick. Oh God, I am the American dream. But now I smell like Vaseline And I'm a miserable son of a bitch Am I a boy or a lady? I 